0: Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Well, just when we thought things couldn't get liturgically any worse in the Synodal Church of the New Advent, we have a news of a new form of the Mass being proposed by some bishops that will incorporate ancient pre-Christian practices into the Mass. Worse yet, Rome is open to it, which is, of course, just perfect. Remember something in all of this. We are called to be a synodal church by the Holy Spirit, or so the authorities in Rome keep telling us. What that means precisely, I'm not exactly sure, since Rome has never adequately defined what synodal means. Aside from having meetings that don't go anywhere, and listening to each other, and not being so judgy with one another about our respective faith journeys. That sounds like modernist, ridiculous nonsense. It should, since I lifted that language right out of synodal documents and from the language used by the cardinals running the synod when they try and fail to make what synodality actually means clear to people. But one thing this apparently includes is tossing the concept of liturgical unity right out the window and doing it in the name of inculturation. Liturgical unity is a simple concept that says that if you are a Latin Rite Catholic, then any Catholic church of the Latin Rite you attend anywhere in the world should be readily identifiable as a Mass. And you should have no problem attending a Mass in an entirely different language than your own when you might have to. Homily and hymns aside, of course. Now, before the Revolution of Vatican II, this was made all the easier by every Latin Rite Mass being offered in, well, Latin. But even after the new Mass was unleashed on the church, if you went to Mass in, say, Zimbabwe when your home parish was in, I don't know, Paris, you'd probably be fine, aside from the homily and hymns again. That may not be the case in the near future. In the past, I would have called what you're about to hear about a -a Pacamama Mass, because that's what this is, quite frankly. But apparently, a lot of people have lost interest in the development of the Pacamama-infused synodal church that calls itself Catholicism. But here we are. The story today comes from Rorate Chaley, who have been getting a lot of scoops on important stories lately, and I tip my metaphorical hat to them, you know, if I was wearing one. Headline, Mexican Bishops Conference Submits Indigenous Liturgical Adaptations for Approval. Holy See Favorable. Now, what does that mean exactly? It means that bishops of Mexico have developed essentially a new version of the Nova Sordo that will include inspiration and spiritual practices commonly found among the local ancient population that aren't exactly Christian. How this won't be an apostate rite of liturgy is anyone's guess, because I don't have any idea how that would be the case. But here again, welcome to the new religion, folks. From the article, quote, The Mexican Bishop's Conference has submitted, for Vatican approval, quote, a series of indigenous liturgical adaptations for the celebration of Holy Mass for the original peoples of the country. The Vatican has reportedly received the adaptations favorably. They include a layperson who will incense the altar in place of the priest, a senior layperson who will lead community prayer and ritual dancing, end quote. That doesn't sound so bad, right? I mean... The problem is, though, this has been condemned already once by the church, and honestly not all that long ago. This is a dumbing down of the liturgy. If you want to see a good take on the dumbing down of the liturgy, see my video this coming Sunday, where I will feature the, an, an essay by Hilaire Belloc, the great Catholic writer, and his take on the softening of the modern mind and the effect it has had on our faith. The short version is that it's not a good thing at all, but perhaps you'll find this more relevant until Sunday. Raticelli continues in their article and dismantles this entire idea by turning to the writings of the late Pope Benedict XVI, written back when he was just Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger. From the article, quote, Here is what then Cardinal Ratzinger said about liturgical dancing in his classic The Spirit of the Liturgy. Dancing is not a form of expression for the Christian liturgy. In about the 3rd century, there was an attempt in certain Gnostic docetic circles to introduce it into the liturgy. For these people, the crucifixion was only an appearance. Before the Passion, Christ had abandoned the body, that in any case, he had never really assumed. Dancing could take the place of the liturgy of the cross, because, after all, the cross was only an appearance. The kulkic dances of the different religions have different purposes. Incantation, imitative magic, mystical ecstasy none of which is compatible with the essential purpose of the liturgy of the reasonable sacrifice. It is totally absurd to try to make the liturgy attractive by introducing dancing pantomimes, whatever possible performed by professional dance troops, which frequently, and rightly from the professional's point of view, end with applause. Wherever applause breaks out in the liturgy because of some human achievement, it is a sure sign that the essence of liturgy has totally disappeared and been replaced by a kind of religious entertainment. Such attractiveness fades quickly. It cannot compete in the market of leisure pursuits, incorporating, as it increasingly does, various forms of religious titillation. I myself have experienced the replacing of the penitential rite by a dance performance, which, needless to say, received a round of applause. Could there be anything farther removed from true penitence. Liturgy can only attract people when it looks, not at itself, but at God, when it allows him to enter and act. Then something truly unique happens, beyond competition, and people have a sense that more has taken place than a recreational activity. None of the Christian rites includes dancing. It is, of course, glaringly ironic that the Vatican would, in certain regions, allow dance Ritual dance to be introduced in the liturgy that it deems the unique expression of the Roman Rite, while at the same time attempting to totally eliminate the traditional Latin Mass. This fact obliterates the notion that Rome seeks a single expression of the Roman Rite. Instead, it seeks to make the Roman Rite incoherent, stripping it of its sacrificial elements and Christocentric elements and making it redolent of the surrounding culture. End lengthy quote. Yes, this is reducing things to a form of religious entertainment, but again, that's nothing new in the new church either. Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church recently tweeted this video out of the Mass at World Youth Day, and it looks like they're having a party. They're having a grand old time. But the only thing missing from this are the Dixie Cups. You know, those little red party cups you see at college parties? That's about the only thing missing. Now, I had to strip the audio out because it has copyrighted music in it, which should really send be a warning by itself, but I think you get the idea. What Ratzinger said about applause and religious entertainment obviously applies here. The sacred is gone from the mass, reducing this to basically a spectacle. Look, I don't doubt the sincerity of many of the peoples in attendance at that mass, but what we are seeing is not a Catholic practice, and we should stop pretending that it is. Now, if you want to see the offending tweet and video, you'll find a link in my show notes today. At returntotradition.org, LifeSite News has done some deeper reporting on all this, though, which is related to that video clip you that I just subjected you to. And they have a similar headline to the Rorate Chaley article. So from them, quote, The Emeritus Bishop of San Cristobal de la Casas, Cardinal Philippe Edismendi, described the proposed rite as, quote, advancing the progress of enculturation of the church in the native peoples and of taking responsibility for the celebration of Holy Mass with some elements of these cultures. Wow. Mendy is one of the chief proponents of the initiative and, as Life Site's Dr. Mike Hickson has reported, Mendy's record of overseeing the ordination of female deacons and formulating an indigenous rite of the mass has received notable support from Pope Francis. He added that, quote, The creators of these initiatives are the same indigenous people of San Cristobal de las Casas. Mendy told ACI Prenza that he had responsibility for writing the text and presenting it to the bishops before they voted to approve it. The proposed liturgical changes were then approved almost unanimously by Mexico's bishops, who voted 103 to 2 in favor, wow, during the April 2023 plenary assembly. Edismendi also stated that the country's bishops extended the proposals to, quote, all the native peoples of the country, rather than just to those of the San Cristobal Diocese, quote. The Cardinal Archbishop, Felipe Edismendi, is quite the character and worth paying attention to here. Back in March, when news of this first broke, as that uh, segment that I just quoted to you said, Dr. Mike Hickson reported on the, uh, we'll call them pagan elements, and open idolatry proposed for this new rite of so-called mass. So from that article from about five months ago, quote, at the center of this new Mayan rite in Mexico are several elements that were already on the reform agenda of the 2019 Amazon Synod, namely a strengthening of the role of women in the liturgy, a step toward female deacons, a Prominent role of married indigenous deacons, a step toward married priests, and a form of liturgical inculturation that has clear signs of idolatry, as we all were able to see in the worship of Pacamama idols at the time of the Amazon Synod in Rome. Now it is another form of that ancient belief that is being promoted by Rome. The ancient Mayan religion is permeated by polytheism—the you know, worship of the earth, the sun, the moon, and animals—all being regarded as being gods, basically by animism, belief that objects and creatures have a soul, by the belief in communication with one's ancestors and even worshipping them, and by the sacrifice of, well, those created in the image and likeness of God, including the most vulnerable, as part of its worship. As we shall show, many of these idolatrous elements will be included in this new rite of mass. End quote. Now, in charity, I think we can assume that offering a living sacrifice of actual you know, people and not some image probably won't be involved in this new form of Mass. Probably. Then again, after watching the pack of demon get enthroned in the Vatican in late 2019, just before our woes really kicked into high gear, I'd not be surprised if someone there didn't try that at a so-called Mass at some point in the future. After all, it wouldn't be very synodal of the Church to stop them, now would it? What do you think about this? What would the synodal thing be to do in all of this? And what would the Catholic thing be to do? Because it's becoming obvious at this point that uh, they're not the same thing. Are you surprised that new, that new rite of mass with pagan elements is being introduced? Or is this just no big deal that we're all making a too big a deal out of this? Let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It certainly does help. So to share this on social media, that helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.